Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Let's shift gears for just a moment here. Whenever you're ready, I'll take your cue. Welcome to Blinking Red, a podcast dedicated to truth-telling for these uncertain times. This is a defining moment in our country's history. A testing time, the likes of which we have never been through before. Hello everybody, Dan Rather here, and welcome to another stellar edition of Blinking Red a podcast to try to help you navigate these turbulent times. Your narrator has been a few places and seen a few things, but that does not make me an expert on anything. I'm here simply to try to help you understand this suddenly crazy world we live in. And for those of you keeping score, we once again come to you from our News and Guts Command Center, high atop New York City. I want to talk to you today about a difficult subject. But it's a topic that's close to my heart and has to be on every American's mind. And that is, what the hell is going on with Donald Trump and race? America, of course, has struggled with race for a long time. It's a struggle I've witnessed firsthand from most of my life. From the deeply segregated Texas of my youth to my early reporting days covering the civil rights in the Deep South, where I witnessed sights my eyes were not prepared for. I remember it like it was yesterday. For example, the Klan marching through the night. As a child, I knew of the Ku Klux Klan. Everybody did. But it was never really on my radar certainly not part of my life, until, as a young reporter, the South became my assignment, and race was the story. Seeing those white robes and hoods and burning crosses seared imagery into my brain that has never gone away. So much hate was hiding under those hoods. I witnessed civil rights protesters beaten by police, the abuse, the shocking language hurled at other human beings. I shudder from the memories that still haunt me. But there was also a young, charismatic preacher I met along the way. He wanted equality. He was asking for peace, praying for love, and dreaming of a better world. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. 
Fast forward 50 years to another site I frankly admit I thought I'd never live to see, the election of an African-American as President of the United States. I, Barack Hussein Obama, do solemnly swear that I will execute the office of President to the United States faithfully. That I will execute. How much progress we have made, or so I thought. Build that wall, build that wall, build that wall. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it, and you don't have any doubt about it either. Now it feels that race relations in our country are being steered off of a cliff, and the driver of that runaway car is none other than the 45th president of the United States. We suddenly have political leadership that lacks the will to move forward on race relations. Instead, he takes the low road, opening old wounds and rekindling the fires of hate. And it's all for his personal gain. Don't think for a second it is not. His approval rating among his base remains high. So we have Republicans who approve of a president most Democrats abhor. And not just Democrats. Many other people abhor him. That's to take nothing away that he has a solid base of support. And he's preying on fear. Fear of change. Yes, America is changing, and in many ways changing dramatically. And that is frightening for some people. I want to talk to you about that. I lived through the 60s. After all, they weren't so long ago. And we are seeing vestiges of the past come to life today. But first, allow me to tell you a story. It's graphic, unpleasant, but you, we all, need to hear it. This is a story that began early in my career, but believe it or not, it is still ongoing. It's a story that I've found isn't taught enough in our schools, if indeed it's taught at all, but it should be taught. It's the story of one man, a child, actually, who was only 14 years old. Emmett Till came to Mississippi from Illinois in 1955 to visit relatives. He was African-American, not accustomed to the Jim Crow laws and extreme racial injustice of the Deep South of that time. Till made the fatal mistake of looking at, whistling to, or touching, there are many versions of the story, a white woman. For that, he was murdered brutally. He was beaten and shot. His killers wrapped barbed wire around his neck, connected the wire to a 75-pound fan, and tossed his weighted, lifeless body into the Tallahoochee River. Two men were charged with murder, but they were acquitted by an all-white jury. No one else was ever arrested, and the case remains unsolved today. We can only hope and pray that that kind of racial hatred has been relegated to history. But I worry, with each passing tweet, campaign rally, or just about any primetime program on Fox News, that the fires of racism are being stoked and the ghosts of our past are awakening. Immigration, a long-time Trump-tested favorite, 
is really at base at its core about race. The wall is all about race. Family separation, too. The travel ban, more about race. It's a simple formula that has been burned into the brains of anyone who's tuned on a television in the last two years. We're going to build the wall. We have no choice. We have no choice. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. The United States will not be a migrant camp, and it will not be a refugee-holding facility. Won't be. But you can only talk about building walls and separating families for so long. Now, it's been taken to a new level by the official Trump administration propaganda machine, Fox News. Host Laura Ingram recently bemoaned a nation lost. Because in some parts of the country, it does seem like the America that we know and love doesn't exist anymore. Massive demographic changes have been foisted upon the American people. And they're changes that none of us ever voted for and most of us don't like. From Virginia to California, we see stark examples of how radically, in some ways, the country has changed. Ms. Ingram was roundly condemned for her remarks. The next night, she tried to walk it back a little. And despite what some may be contending, I made explicitly clear that my commentary had nothing to do with race or ethnicity, but rather a shared goal of keeping America safe and her citizens safe and prosperous. But in some respects, she's right. America is changing, dramatically, in some ways radically, especially over the last roughly 50 or so years. Laura Ingram argues that America is changing for the worse. I would counter that America's strength has always been its immigrants. How is it changing? It's stunning to hear. We've investigated this for a documentary we produced here at News & Guts before the 2016 election called America Divided. Donald Trump knew he was onto something, something deep, something visceral, something primordial. And he used fear of change to mobilize support, build a wall to stop the immigration invasion. But the immigrants were already here, and they've been here for generations. The original pilgrims were, in fact, immigrants. Now, what we're seeing and hearing and feeling lately has its roots back in the 1960s, when President Lyndon Johnson signed an immigration reform bill into law onto New York's Liberty Island, at the base of the statue that had long welcomed immigrants. Up until that time, the vast majority of those coming to America were European, meaning white. Not anymore, not after 1965. 59 million immigrants came to America after President Johnson's sweeping legislation in the 1960s. And by the way, that legislation was passed on a bipartisan basis. And here's the key. More than half the newcomers came from Latin America. A quarter of them came from Asia. America was changed forever. Dr. Stephen Kleinberg studies immigration at Rice University in Houston, Texas, a city that already represents what much of America will look like in the coming years. So in 2010, the last full census, Harris County, which is the main 
4.6 million people in, 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 the, in the Houston metropolitan, it's not the greater Houston metropolitan area, but it's a basic metropolitan county of, of, of Houston, is 41% Latino, 33% Anglo, 18% African American, 8% Asian. But of everybody in Harris County under the age of 20, age 19 and younger, 51% are Latinos, 19% are African Americans, 9% are Asians, 22% are Anglos. Now, Doctor, are you telling me or not that we can expect this to be by extrapolation in coming years? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Pretty much the picture of a wide swath of America itself is one thing for Houston, south, southwest, right. the Mexican yeah. border. But are you saying get used to it? Because like it or not, this is what the country's going to look like. Yeah, the, the, the census shows a picture of America today. It's still overwhelmingly an Anglo country, but with that same pattern of, of aging, of aging. So it's of everybody across all of America under the age of six, across the entire country, majority are now African-American, Latino, and Asian. And the census said, do you want to know what America will look like in 2050? Assume no immigration, just assume actuarial tables as that aging baby boom generation of Anglos heads off into the sunset. The picture they give us of America in 2050 is the same picture we have of Houston today. Houston is, all of America is going to look like Houston or Los Angeles or Chicago or Miami as we move into this really epic transition as America becomes the world's first and only universal nation. We're no longer in the midst of any kind of invasion. Immigration peaked in America in 2007. There's been no net increase in immigration in the last two years. There's been refugee kids coming in, but immigration has basically stopped. More Mexicans, the Pew Research Center announced two years ago, more Mexicans left the United States to go back to Mexico than left Mexico to come to America. The growth of Latinos and Asians in America today is not new immigration. It's the 100% American kids who are the children of the immigrants of 20 and 25 years ago. You know, in getting around the campaign, I've talked to a number of Trump supporters, good, decent, caring, patriotic people, in many, many cases, family people. But in almost every case, they were convinced that the tidal wave of immigration that began with the Immigration Reform Act of 1965 never intended to be, but right. the result was tidal wave of when immigration. People coming in, not like, like many of the Trump supporters, in fact, it's hard to find one that didn't raise it. Listen, among other things, these new people coming in are taking our jobs. True? Not true. Every, every city that has had big influxes of immigrants are doing better than the cities that haven't. They tend to, to, to work very, very hard to take jobs that, that most Americans don't want. 
uh, and to work very hard and to hire other people and to, and to work their way forward. They contribute tremendously to, to, to the economy. And I, I remind people, you look at the Houston demographics, no city has benefited more from immigration than Houston, right? Because Houston, because of that immigration, has become uh, you know, one of the vibrant, rapidly growing cities in America with a dynamic entrepreneurial economy, largely because of the tremendous hard work, strong family values of immigrants pouring into the city from Asia, Latin America, Africa, and the Caribbean. This is a remarkable moment. This is a, this is a new America, a borning, and it's an inevitable shift just given the demographics and the ages and so So the only question that our generation has been given is how do we make this work? How do we ensure that this diversity becomes a tremendous asset that can be as, a, as we position ourselves in the global economy, the gateway to the global marketplace, and make sure it doesn't end up tearing us apart? We'll build the wall. Don't even think about it. Don't so Donald Trump's argument about building a wall and sending everyone home, or nearly everyone, is light. As the saying goes, the horse is already out of the barn, has been for a long time, and there is no turning back. Robert Jones is a leading scholar on religion, culture, and politics. He's the author of a book called The End of White Christian America. The country really has crossed this threshold from being a majority white Christian nation to being a minority white Christian nation. Now, this is something that I think you know, many Americans may not know the statistics. They may not know that in 2008, for example, the country was 54% white and Christian, and today that number is 45% white and Christian. So they may not quite know the, that statistical slip, but I think many of these uh, people feel it in their bones. So they see it in the ways that the billboards have changed around them to be in Spanish now instead of English. When they flip their dials on the radio, they hear different kinds of music uh, than they did when they were growing up. Uh, they hear people speaking different languages or in different kind of cultural dress on the street corners in their old neighborhoods. I think they're feeling this in many, many ways. And I think that's causing a great deal of insecurity, anxiety, and a sense of real loss and nostalgia for uh, this previous time in the country's life. Two-thirds of them say that discrimination against whites has become as big a problem as discrimination against blacks and other minorities. So there's real sense of kind of racial resentment that's just under the just under the surface here. Currently, there are four states where whites are now a plurality, but no longer a majority. California, Texas, New Mexico, and Nevada. By 2043, it's estimated the whole United States is expected to become majority-minority. That is, that whites will still be the most in terms of color, but they will no longer be above 50%. They will be a plurality, but no longer a majority. The demographic makeup of the United States has shifted, and it will continue to change regardless of President Trump's immigration policy. So how do we make this work? It's not a question of whether we want to make it work. We have to make it work. How do we use America's diversity as an asset, coming together, staying together as a nation, takes work. And we have to work together for the sake of the country. Our children's future is literally at stake. Blaming others, choosing hate, is taking the easy way, the dangerous way. So perhaps it's not surprising that hate groups in the United States are on the rise. The Southern Poverty Law Center estimates 
there are now nearly a thousand neo-Nazi, Klan, and white supremacist groups active across America. The biggest rise has been in the neo-Nazi groups, up 22% in just one year, 2016 to 2017. And that brings us back to Emmett Till, the young man, the boy really, who was murdered more than 60 years ago in Mississippi. Emmett Till's mother insisted on an open casket funeral so the world could see what hate looks like. A photograph of Till in his casket published in Jet Magazine in 1955 outraged many in America. That gruesome photo of a mutilated child in a casket the victim of extreme racism, has been credited with galvanizing the early civil rights movement. It took an all-white jury less than an hour to acquit the men charged with Till's murder, and it took more than five decades to erect an historical marker in the place where Emmett Till's body was found. That sign, first erected in 2007, has had to be replaced three times so far. First it was stolen, then the next marker was riddled with more than a hundred bullet holes. The second sign was replaced in July of this year, only to be shot up again. No one has been arrested in the vandalism, but more than 60 years after Emmett Till's death, the message is clear. Racial hate is still alive, well, and on the rise in our country. The question is, what do we do about it? Yes, there are political forces, some of them among the most powerful in the country, who are trying to exploit fears about race for their own partisan political and or ideological or even personal benefit. But you know that we, we Americans, are bigger than that. We're better than that. From the beginning, the belief, the dream in America has been that, yes, we can do what no one in history before had been able to do and very few had even tried, and that is to form a nation, multi-religious, multi-racial, multi-ethnic, that on core values can stand united and hold itself together. Most of the world bet against America's possibility of actually doing this at the start. Much of the world still bets against us. With that in mind, let me paraphrase a quote from Winston Churchill. The context for Churchill was World War II. I have myself full confidence that if all do their duty, if nothing is neglected, if the best people get the most out of themselves, We shall prove ourselves once again, able to defend our ideas, our ideals, our country. Once again, to ride out the storm of the time and to outlive the menace of tyranny, if necessary for years, if necessary by ourselves, but while alone, also in collaboration with others who dream the American dream.
That's it for this installment of Blinking Red. Thank you for joining us. We're always interested in your comments. We'll see you along the trail. In the meantime, may you have a long, happy life filled with love and peace. So may we all. Stay steady. This episode was produced by Pippa. It was mixed by Steve Tyson and Simon Marcus. Editorial assistance from Wayne Nelson and Madeline Rowe. Music by Lunatic Wolf, Aaron Winfield, Michael Young, and Simon Marcus. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.